Hey friends, it's Jenna Overbaugh here. I'm a licensed professional counselor and I'm here to help you do all the hard things, including busting through your fear, intrusive thoughts, and worry so you can live your best life. Some of my earliest memories were being anxious and I lived my life that way until I learned more about OCD and anxiety. Since then, I learned as much as I could and I've been helping people overcome their fear and worry since 2008. Over the years, I've acquired some of the best education, training, and empowerment tools to help you understand your brain a little bit better and to finally overcome all of that fear that's been holding you back. Now, if you're ready to learn more, let's get to it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, you guys, to another episode of All the Hard Things. Today, it is going to be all about social support. So if you know where I've been and the experience that I have, I used to work at OCD and Anxiety Residential, which is essentially the highest level of care that you can be at, the most debilitating OCD cases in the world outside of inpatient. So inpatient is where you are at imminent risk or active risk of hurting yourself or others, kind of a really dangerous situation, whereas residential, on the other hand, is still a very dire situation, but you are not actively going to be of harm to yourself or somebody else. So residential is where you essentially would take all of your belongings, go and move there, and you literally are there 24-7. Our average length of stay was 45 days, uh, and The cool thing about that program, there were so many awesome things about that program, but the really, really cool thing that I loved and that everybody I think really benefited from was the fact that in this particular program, there were 28, we called them residents at any time. So at any one time, there could be you and up to 27 other people who also had really debilitating OCD. So Um, it's just a really unique environment and I've never seen anything like that as far as the social support and how that can really bolster your treatment experience, how that can really bolster the whole journey overall of OCD and anxiety recovery. There were so many times where, you know, I, with all of my expertise and all of my good rapport with my clients, I wasn't always the one to get the people out of bed. I wasn't always the one to motivate them to do that big exposure. Sometimes that came from the social support and the friendships that they had and the social support that they created and maintained with each other in that facility, but also outside of that facility is just so incredible to me. And I'm a really big believer that you can have the best therapist in the world. You can have the best kind of treatment uh, conditions in the world. And you know that social support is really, really important. Um, and that is why Alongside all of my masterclasses now, everybody who purchases a masterclass, you get instant access to an exclusive Facebook community of like-minded individuals who are right there in the journey with you. 
These are all individuals who have also purchased a masterclass. So these are not people who are just kind of in the beginning of the stages and not sure that they want to make a commitment to change. These are people who have made the decision and sometimes multiple decisions because some of them have purchased multiple masterclasses. They have made the decision to really take that next step in their journey. And when you purchase a masterclass, you get access to this exclusive Facebook community, really amazing conversation already taking place in there. Lots of good vulnerability, lots of good sharing, but it's also going to be really supportive and it's going to be the right kind of support because as we will talk about today with OCD and anxiety, there are so many nuances and that really comes out when we talk about the social and peer support community aspect. We cannot necessarily have the same types of standards just in any other type of community support group, right? We, with OCD and anxiety, we really need to make sure that there aren't any accommodations taking place, that there's a really big emphasis and, uh, you know, honoring of evidence-based treatments that people are being able to support other people in the community without accommodating, which we know makes OCD and anxiety worse. So really cool to get to talk to you all about social support today and the power of social support in OCD and anxiety recovery. So again, I'll talk about this a little bit later um, in the episode, but if you have not yet purchased a masterclass and you are really wanting to take that next step and especially get that added community support, we are here for you. Anytime you purchase a masterclass, you are going to get access to that exclusive Facebook community you will literally purchase the masterclass and get instructions right then and there about how to join. And you can start to join tons of others who are just like you, just where you are at in your journey. So let's get into it. So first things first, OCD and anxiety. I'm not going to go too far into understanding it and the cycle and all of that. If you are new to this, I would totally encourage you to go and check out my masterclass about the OCD and anxiety cycle or ERP basics. Um, But essentially, OCD and anxiety can be so dang debilitating, and they can make you feel so incredibly isolated. Uh, One of the things that is so debilitating about OCD and anxiety is that it tends to make you think that you are all alone. It tends to make you think that you're the only one who has these thoughts. It tends to make you think that and believe that you you can't possibly open up to other people about it, and that is really detrimental to the overall recovery process, especially when we're talking about taboo thoughts, especially when we're talking about things that we don't necessarily want to shout from the rooftops. And so, you know, every subtype of OCD can certainly be debilitating and can be awful. And I don't want to diminish because, like I said, I've worked with people who have drank bleach. I've worked with people who have done really awful things um, that they didn't want to do, but that they felt like they had to do because of their OCD. But, you know, it's not as easy to talk to somebody about, say, sexual taboo thoughts about children that are unwanted and very scary to you. It's not as easy to talk to somebody about that as, say, things like contamination. So while contamination and organization and all of that, those can definitely happen and be a very common presentation in OCD and it can really just frankly suck, um, you know, there is this added level of tabooness and stigma that comes with sharing other types of thoughts with your social group. Um, So people who have OCD and anxiety, obviously it's very difficult to, you know, be your full self. It's difficult to be in a room um, and be present for things like conversations or a work meeting or anything else like that because you are usually so preoccupied internally, so preoccupied by all of the anxious thoughts that you're having, all of the 
the whirlwind of rumination and mental compulsions potentially, and really, really difficult to go through this journey by yourself because like I said, you could have the best ERP therapist, you could have the best OCD specialist. If you don't have that social support, you're going to probably be lacking in a lot of ways because you're just not going to have that validation that you are in fact not alone. Um, you're not going to really be able to see you know, what you would tell somebody else in your situation. So things like self-compassion can potentially become a little bit tricky. So, so many things about social support that are incredibly, incredibly important. So uh, really above and beyond for all mental health recovery, really, but especially for OCD and anxiety. So social support can really impact your OCD and recovery in so many ways. You know, it's really helpful for you to see that somebody else maybe who has a totally different theme from you, is experiencing the same struggles as you are. Um, I know with OCD and anxiety, we tend to feel like our subtype is just the worst subtype and what we're worried about is actually the most awful thing ever. But guess what? There's somebody who has a completely different subtype and completely different triggers who thinks that what you're worried about doesn't matter and what they're worried about is the end-all be-all. So it's really, I think, interesting and a good reflector of you know, how OCD can really play out the same way, regardless of what it is that somebody is anxious about. Um, so really seeing that can be super, super helpful. I think it also diminishes that false standard that we have sometimes that it is all good and dandy, that we can expect to have this like perfect life without any negative emotions. Uh, because if we can see that other people have hard times too, and they make it through, and that's okay, and that's not necessarily their fault, right? I think that can be really beneficial because then we can use that as, you know, an indication that that we can get through that too, that that's not necessarily something that we need to strive for, that we can also have bad days and have little lapses and get through it. Um, so like I said, those other people in our lives, you know, as far as social support goes, it can really be a good, you know, reflection and allow us to really apply that self-compassion to ourselves as well. So, so many uh, really aspects of research have implicated that social support is huge when it comes to OCD and anxiety recovery. It reduces shame and stigma. It, you know, helps with a uh, lower mood and it helps lift depression. It really increases and like I said, bolsters the OCD and anxiety response when it comes to treatment. It helps with reduced rehospitalization rates and reduced relapse. So, so many great aspects of uh, social support that you can get. There are a couple different types of social support. So we're going to go over what those four different types of support are and uh, what you can kind of achieve within each of these types of social support. So first things first, we have emotional support. Then we have practical support. Then we have informational support. And then we have peer support. So let's go back first to the beginning emotional support. So this is probably what you expect or, you know, probably when you're struggling a lot, what you would want, right? You would want that emotional support. So as humans, it is important to feel emotionally supported. We want to feel like we are understood. We want to feel like we have empathetic family members and friends and people who understand us and people who even if they can't 100% understand us because they don't have OCD or they're not in our exact situation, that they're trying and that they're listening and that they care for us. So that emotional support can be really, really helpful. There's also practical support. So um, this is kind of the support that I would want to be careful of when it comes to OCD and anxiety. So sometimes when we have OCD and anxiety, we're wanting practical support. So we are wanting somebody to 
let's say if it's difficult to get dressed, uh, maybe they're wanting practical support from somebody in their family to help them get dressed. Um, maybe if it is difficult for somebody to I don't know if someone within a friend group has OCD or anxiety and they are experiencing a lot of anxiety and people pleasing, uh, maybe that person is wanting more practical support as far as that person giving them reassurance or telling them that it's okay, you didn't offend me, everything is fine. I just would want someone to be very, very careful about that practical support because I know it probably feels that you need it in that moment and it probably feels like it's helpful because it will reduce your anxiety and stress temporarily in that moment. But keep in mind, if you are using an accommodation like that and you are having somebody else do something for you uh, that would alleviate your stress and alleviate your anxiety, it could become compulsive and we would then want to treat that as an accommodation. So we really want to be careful when it comes to that practical support. Um, there's also informational support. So uh, I think that's part of what's so awesome about community support groups and peer support groups, especially in such a niche like OCD and anxiety, where we don't talk about it a whole lot. And there is such a misunderstanding and miscommunication about it. Just being able to swap that reliable information and the resources about the recovery process can be so, so helpful. I know even in my own experience when it came to postpartum OCD, it was so helpful and so validating to know that other women were also having these same struggles. It was so helpful to hear them talk about the same exact worries and the same exact struggles that I had. There were so many women who told me about this resource or this book or this book. And just that sharing and exchange of informational support was so, so helpful. And then finally, we have peer support, which is just being able to connect with others who have had and are going through similar experiences. You know, there's something that's just very innate about us as humans. We want to know that we're not alone. We want to know that we aren't going at this alone and, and we're not meant to go at it alone. And it's just really comforting. Not that we would want anybody else to, to have to deal with OCD and anxiety, but it's really good to know that we just aren't alone. Um, and so as far as building a support network, there are a couple of ways that you can go about it, right? We can obviously get support from our family and friends. There are also support systems that you can build and nurture through therapy and through, you know, more professional support. Um, but there's also just support groups. Sometimes those are free. Sometimes those are paid. Um, and luckily, I think we work in and we are in such a wonderful community. The OCD community is unlike anything I've ever seen before as far as advocates and professionals just wanting to provide support from every freaking angle. So as far as family and friends go, you know, it's helpful we want, though, to make sure that those individuals are knowledgeable about OCD and anxiety. So, you know, maybe making sure that they have information that is reputable. Give them my podcast. Share this episode with them. Um, it's helpful for them to know what OCD is like and, you know, that this is not something that you choose to do and that it's really hard for you to resist your rituals, but you're working on it. Um, Give them good, reputable sources of information like the IOCDF, uh, the International OCD Foundation. Maybe bring them to a, a conference with you. The International OCD Foundation has a conference every year, both in person and virtual. So that would be a really excellent option as well. Then we have therapy and professional support, obviously. So making sure if you are seeing a therapist, seeing if that therapist knows of any other groups, maybe they are doing a support group themselves. It would be really great to be in that kind of structured group uh, situation with other people who have OCD, just like you. 
but then there are also just support groups. So these might not be as formal as say a therapy group or a more professional group, but these are just more supportive. And the role of these support groups are really to facilitate peer-to-peer conversation and facilitate peer-to-peer support. So um, there are lots of online communities that you could go to. Um, I know IOCDF.org, again, is a wonderful organization that has a really great directory of all of that. Um, So definitely check that out too. And again, a little shout out to my masterclasses because every time you purchase a masterclass, with every purchase of a masterclass, you get access to a community on Facebook. And again, it's a unique community because these are all individuals who have made that decision. They aren't just kind of still considering recovery. They're not kind of in that pre-contemplation stage. They have made the decision and they are wanting to learn more. They are wanting to do the hard things. So it's a really, really special community. So if that feels like you, I want you to find your people go to my website, purchase my masterclass, purchase anything. They start at $29 at this point um, as as the time of this recording, and you can get access to that group. You'll get access to it forever. So again, big thing when it comes to social support is that it really addresses the stigma and really helps the stigma that you feel, the shame and the guilt that you feel associated with having OCD and anxiety can really help you foster that sense of acceptance um, that you don't have to like or love having OCD or anxiety, but there is this acceptance that comes from it, Um, from being able to share your life story, from being able to hear others' uh, stories. Being able to share those stories are so inspiring. Um, I know that was so incredibly helpful for me on my journey, hearing about other people with postpartum OCD, just again, knowing that I wasn't alone, knowing that that didn't mean that I was a bad mom, knowing that it was okay that I had those experiences too. It's also really cool to share your story. So you know, we talked about hearing other people's stories and how beneficial that can be. Talk about how beneficial it is to actually share your story with others. Um, That's part of the coolest thing about having my podcast, for instance, right? Like it's really cool to be able to share my story um, because not only is that really helpful for other people, but it's really helpful for me too, just to kind of sort through everything, recommit myself to the advocacy. um, And it, there always comes this moment where I'm really proud of myself. So uh, that's always waiting for you too. When you can be brave and be vulnerable and show up and tell your story, that is waiting for you as well. So, you know, as we wrap up here, just want to really highlight again the importance and the benefits of having that social support system. I know sometimes it can feel like finding a needle in a haystack, but we have one waiting for you. Like I said, head to my website, www.jennaoverbaughlpc.com slash masterclasses. I will also put the link in the show notes for easy access. And like I said, if you are looking for that community, we are here for you. Um, The posts are so cool. It is so cool to be able to not scroll through and see a bunch of reassurance seeking questions, but rather, you know, I'm really struggling with this. What are some of the things that you guys use in this situation? I really don't want to ritualize. What, What would you guys do? you know, in order to resist this ritual, what are some things that you do to help yourself? Um, So really, really cool. And sometimes that stuff coming from someone else versus me can be so much more meaningful. Sometimes coming from me as a therapist, it means one thing. Sometimes hearing the exact same thing from someone else, just like you who has OCD. Granted, I have OCD, but I'm also a therapist. Um, It can just be so much more meaningful. So uh, get that social support, head to my website, Come into our community. We would love to see you. Um, At the very least, go to iocdf.org, a wonderful resource for all of the things we talked about. Um, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Um, And we have so many great episodes coming up, so definitely come back. Uh, 
be sure to rate this. I looked the other day and we have a ton of ratings. I didn't even know that. Holy cow. Um, you guys are incredible. I'm so happy that I get to keep showing up for these podcasts. So come back next week. Let me know what you thought about this podcast. And until next time, you guys keep doing all of the hard things. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. It would mean the world to me if you would take a quick minute to please give it a review. And while you're at it, check out my website at www.jennaoverbaughlpc.com to sign up for my free email newsletter that includes an instant free downloadable PDF to help jumpstart your OCD and anxiety recovery journey. You can also find me on Instagram or TikTok at jenna.overbaugh. If you liked what you listened to here, you can download some of my workshops and courses on OCD, anxiety, and treatment at my website as well. Thank you so much again for tuning in and until next time, keep doing all the hard things.